0: This episode of Fire 2 on Air is sponsored by
1: Auron. Go on, use them every so often. Put them in instead of witches. Just like
0: every once in a while. You might have fun. Thanks to Auron for their support of Fire 2 on Air. <laughs> Hello Terra Mystica fans, it's EJ here, um, here to introduce an interview with Terra Mystica's power couple, Mr Fickles and Jekyll, um, that uh, myself and Lizzie the Lama recorded recently. Um, so we're in the middle of Doing the, as I mentioned in the last episode, the guides of the fire and ice stuff. Uh, but we also have this interview with Fickles and Jekyll recorded. And right now, Jekyll is sat at the very top of the ELO ranking. She's on 699, as I can see now. Uh, and I don't think she has the master badge yet so if she gets to 700 she'll get the master badge so it seemed like the perfect time to release this episode with the two of them um, for those that don't know they're a married couple uh, both very high level terra mystica players and um fickles was on team usa in as one of the alternates in the international clash and jekyll was on team asia playing in the main team back in the international clash so this conversation is a bit about that about it's kind of just a general conversation about games and terra mystica and the international clash um and also at the end of the talk um something which uh i found really great and really interesting um lizzie and jekyll have have a little bit of a conversation about about gender in kind of board games in general and Mystica and um what kind of state that's in so i found that yeah very interesting and and nice that they did that um i think in general the the folks who will be listening to this in the Mystica community is a really great one a really welcoming and supportive one um
1: and that's fantastic, Uh, but it's it's good to sort of reflect a bit about maybe if
0: there's anything more we could do to encourage female players to get more involved and and be more prominent and not feel,
1: um, feel discouraged from playing, both in the online Terra Mystica scene
0: and then, you know, just in our in our board game play in general. So thanks to Jekyll for being up for talking a, a little bit about that and to Lizzie for posing the questions. Um, thanks to both of them, Mr. Fickles and Jekyll for their time. I hope this is an interesting conversation. Hello. Hey, what's up? I did wonder whether you would be on uh, separate machines or joining together at the mic, but you are on the same same place. <laughs> Indeed,
2: <laughs> yes, we, we are. We could do it a different way if it. Uh, are you guys getting any echo?
3: Uh, I, I'm not hearing any echo.
2: Okay, sweet. How are you guys doing?
3: Good. How are you?
2: <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> Thank you for doing this. Uh, it it took a while, didn't it, to arrange, but we got there in the end. I was looking at the questions. All the questions are like, "You played in the international clash yesterday. <laughs> Did you enjoy?" it? <laughs> and now that's back in the past. Um, but anyway, let's uh, let's let's introduce everyone. So I'm EJ. And then we've got co-hosting today, joining from the Valley of Beer. Is that what we're saying, Lizzie? The Valley of yes, Beer? Yes, the
3: Valley that's, of Beer.
0: That's Orin's much cooler landscape than the Tree of Smitty. <laughs> <Trinity. laughs> <laughs> the Valley of Beer is, is Denver, and Lizzie's joining us from Denver. She's got up very early.
3: No, it's not that early. <laughs> <laughs>
0: You're, you said you were actually up, you were messaging me like two hours ago or something, you've been up, yeah, you, you're up and about.
3: I, I got up at 8.30 this morning, um, which is early for me.
0: <laughs> but we are joined by Mr. Fickles and Jekyll, who we are calling Terra Mystica's Power Couple.
2: Oh, jeez. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's a big t- it's a big title uh since since christening you the power couple i've had the pleasure of having hasky and ghostly's hospitality down in london so i don't know i don't want to insult them because they're another another big couple in Terra Mystica, but you guys are you guys are up there definitely <laughs>
2: uh well thank you we're honored and uh i suppose as long as it's uh we're not calling ourselves that but you can call us whatever you want
0: uh, some <laughs> people can call you the power couple if they feel that that's appropriate <laughs> <laughs> um so yeah but yeah thanks for talking i get i guess this is there's not really a particular theme to this chat um other than just sort of talking about you guys and how you play and stuff. And then uh, Lizzie, you've got some stuff later on. So um, I I guess the question, like, to begin with is just, like, how did you guys both start playing together? Do you play together in real life? Or how did you sort of both get into it?
4: Um, I'm guessing you're referring to Terra Mystica or just board games in general?
0: Uh, uh, Well, both in a way, I guess, kind of both um yeah.
4: when the answer is actually the same we both started together um you know we kind of like the way most board gamers start we started with settlers of catan and then we just branched out from there and um as far as terra mystica goes i think um around 5 years ago is the first time we played with like some friends who had the game and um it was instantly a big hit especially with fickle's i would say um but at the time i think we played like maybe 10 games
2: yeah maybe maybe like four times then and then maybe another two or three games at another point in time but we didn't we didn't own the game so yeah. we didn't get to play very much but i immediately i played the first time i played it i was smitten with the design yeah i
4: mean the the asynchronous you know not asynchronous what is it asymmetrical um the factions um the factions and like how Interesting, like each faction and different they could be was was very unusual at the time, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, so we were we basically started on settlers and then got very into Agricola, yeah, like a year after that, and we were very we we probably played it at one one or two hundred games of. Agricola on the tabletop with yeah. a with a friend or two. It and was then,
4: hard to find a game that we liked as yeah, much. Yeah, we as
2: couldn't that. we couldn't find another board game that we thought was as good as Agricola. And I think when we came across Terra Mystica, I, I was like, this might be as you know. But we didn't own it; didn't play it as much. Then basically, and we, we
4: never got good at. I mean,
2: well, we didn't play it enough to get good at it. Yeah, yeah we had only played a handful of times. But then COVID hit. I I was m- checking out games on BGA. Saw that Terra Mystica was there, got into it a bit, and uh and then um I I roped Jekyll into playing online a bit. She wasn't too keen on playing online, but yeah. now, now she's she's in. So and I, I learned um I I I mean one of the things that I got very excited about is like what the infrastructure that has emerged around Terra Mystica has made it so much more fun. Um just that you know, all the conversation about strategy. And I learned a lot also by watching Zorus streams. Mm. Um, and uh, Jekyll, on the other hand, learned more by watching NerdCube play. Um, yeah,
4: I didn't really watch the, Z- the Zorus videos. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think, like, basically, it's because NerdCube's times like, really meshed well with, like, my times when I would be watching. So Because he would be playing really? really late at night on the West Coast, and I'd be like, all right, I'll watch this game. And then um, I kind of got into it.
2: Jekyll is a night owl. Yes. So when West Coasters are playing, <laughs> she's still watching Terra Mystica at two in the morning on the East Coast and I've been asleep for three hours.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yes, another night owl. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did, did you guys ever end up getting the actual physical board game?
2: So we haven't yet, but no. I'm very excited. Like there, there's a the 20th anniversary editions coming out. And that feels like the right time for us to pull the trigger because it's going to have a bunch of, like all the stuff will be in it. Mm. Um, Because for me, I was kind of like, well, you know, like I want all the maps, I want all the different things, but I don't have to buy like three or four different pieces. And so the idea that's like one stop, get it all, I think that I I'm pretty much willing to pay any price for that.
4: But I don't know, EJ, how was it going back to like playing tabletop after getting used to like the ease of playing I mean moving power tokens that sounds insane to me now.
1: <laughs> it's
0: at first I thought it would be insane. But then once you get into it, you get into it. And occasionally we did forget to it's the two points for Earth one is the thing that you always forget to do yes um
4: i remember that from even back time
0: mm, yeah it it kind of felt like um not to to be too grandiose about it but it was like finally making my way to holy land it's like i'm finally here and th- there's this thing and i'm playing it for real. It's awesome i think i wanted to be because cl- I-, I think i just put a flippant comment about how it took four and a half hours because it did literally take four and a half hours <laughs> for us to play it took so long but i enjoyed every one of those four and a half hours it was because
2: you were stewing <laughs> in the glory of it <laughs>
0: yeah it was so good like oh and it's there's such lovely things in real life i mean even Um, the
4: idea of getting together with people that you've never met before that you've talked through to with like that's kind of also amazing
0: yeah that yeah that was um like a little bit weird and really fun but it was just like lovely because i know that they're lovely people and then you got to meet these lovely people in real life and we had to work out whether to call each other by um screen names or real names or not and in the end we settled on like screen names, we went with. I think, <clears throat> I just, yeah. Ah, <laughs> um, oh, it, it was glorious.
3: It's hard to switch if you've been calling someone by a p- specific name, like
0: exactly. Just,
3: you know, switch it to something else. Um,
0: yeah, it was it was genuinely one of like the best days of my year so far. Doing that day, it was it was fantastic. That's awesome. That is cool.
3: So, um, uh, Fickle's and Jekyll. Do you guys ever play each other online? Like, do you (laughs) would you like get on separate computers and just play each other in a game online?
4: (laughs) No, that is an um, an interesting and kind of loaded question. (laughs) We don't. It doesn't. It
2: doesn't always end well when we play against each other.
4: (laughs) You know, and we we found this with Agricola too. Like, you know, a game that we are pretty seriously competitive about. (laughs) If there's ever to somebody that wins two or, God forbid, three in a row, it's like you really want to punch them.
1: Yeah.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So um, I mean, the punching, the feelings of punching, I think, are unidirectional. But (laughs) I I do not. And here's the thing is I think some games, one of us might be better than the other. For the most part, I think we're very evenly matched in, in most games. But even then, if it's it you know, even if if it's fifty fifty each game, then the chance, if we play three times, the chance that the you know the same person wins all three is actually not all that unlikely. It's like one in four chance that one or the other wins all three. And so, like, that probability is just too high for... Uh, for
4: good marital relations. Yeah, for, for,
2: you know, the, the, we're, we're factoring in probability of divorce and things like that. And so we, we found better to not play each other, um, uh, you know, particularly when, when it's a little more serious. Yeah, like,
4: we can play, you know, Concordia or even, like, what's that Mars game? Terraforming, Terraforming Mars, Mars. Like, yeah. we can play that with each other and other people. And you know, it's it's not that big a deal. It's friendly, it's, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean, even that I'd get annoyed if he wins, but you know, it's <laughs> <right>. okay. <You're> not- <laughs>
2: it's both ways though if she wins three in a row, I'm like your your smile's too big or like <laughs> you know it just you know it, it, it's just like I, i'm i'm no i'm no uh, I'm no fun either in that so situation if
4: you think about it then it's lose lose like playing against each other because when you win, you feel a little bit bad and then when you lose, you feel really bad so <laughs> it's just not (laughs) smart yeah yeah it's poor we're just
2: utility maximizing here and uh (laughs) better to not play each other which is
4: interesting i talked to husky about that and i think she said that um she and ghostly also don't play terra mystica against each other anymore
2: really oh anymore they used to like now that they've
4: both gotten like pretty good and like Uh very like serious they care a little bit more Yeah. yeah so we actually thought maybe like with no elo on the line like we could play some of the fire and ice faction games
2: training mode yeah Yeah. like because if you with them but you know i can tell that if we did that regularly and then one of us goes on a little streak it would be right back where we were before so
0: (laughs) (laughs) but they're still at the kind of phase where they're like fun and new and it's not a it's not a competitive thing yet, I guess, in a way. Yeah, it's going to get there very
2: quickly. Um, yeah. So, <laughs> I think I, I don't want to have to, like, you know, especially after, after you know, we're being inter- interviewed as a couple. It'd be very awkward to be like, uh, we're now divorced because of terror mystic conflict.
1: <laughs> it
0: would add some real spice to the next international clash.
2: Yeah. <laughs> Imagine we're in the same table at, like, Fire 2 or something then. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs>
3: You know this, this kind of reminds me a little bit of so obviously Chris Bizzle is a friend of mine um, and I went back to Louisiana and I was hanging out with him and we were playing this Nixon board game I don't know if you guys have heard of it um, oh Watergate that was it Watergate yes mm. we played Watergate and he just completely just kicked my ass just <laughs> <laughs> like in, in the, it wasn't even funny I, I didn't even complete like half of what I wanted to <laughs> um, and I was so, I was so mad.
0: Have you divorced him now? <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, well, I was so mad that, that, uh, I wanted to immediately play the game again. Um, and, mm, and, and so risky. we
1: played,
3: we played again. I played with a completely different strategy. So did he, and he completely kicked my ass again. <laughs> <laughs> and, mm-hmm. uh. I definitely kind of wanted to, I I definitely rage quit. He was like, are you (laughs) like, He was like, listen, you could play as like Nixon and I could play as the good guys. I was like, no, I
4: am never playing this game again. (laughs) I think my most shameful moment was when we played 1v1 Agricola one time. And I, I like... (laughs) I swept all the pieces off of the table, like
2: at the end, <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like literally. Oh, wow. And like the, the, the cost of me winning was that
0: I had to pick up all the
2: pieces. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that's like, you, that's something like <laughs> I only thought happens in films or like sitcoms, but yeah. It Actual was. Real it life.
4: was very dramatic. It
2: was a bit dramatic. <laughs> it, it was. It was. It was. Down.
4: It was a lot more mess than I expected. Because agricola, <laughs> I don't know if you know, is like a bazillion pieces.
0: Like all the little pieces <laughs> and stuff. But this is why we love it because it gets those passions <laughs> going. If, if you, di- you didn't have the lows, you wouldn't have the extreme right. highs.
2: Well, it sounds like Chris Bizzle adheres to um, the German approach to this. Germany was playing uh, Brazil in the World Cup, maybe two World Cups ago. And uh they were like beating them like three or four nothing. And then out of respect to the competition, they kept trying to score more goals <laughs> yeah. to show Brazil how much they respected them and then they they went to like eight nothing. And at the end of the game, like, well, we wanted to keep playing hard because we respect them so much. I was like, my, my dad is German, so my dad's a German immigrant to the US and I was just like, Oh wow, this is the Germans are just wired a little bit differently. <laughs> Well, the one good thing I do think for us is that like we we usually are discovering games at the same time, and that's that's the problem mm. for a lot of people, right? Is that one person plays the game before the other person, and then like on the learning curve, one just is continually a little bit ahead, and that that mm. makes it less fun. Yeah, um, I mean,
4: if you have to play ten games of losing, losing, losing until you can finally like <laughs> right. have a chance at winning,
2: the problem is then the other person is that. The twentieth game. Right. So anyway.
4: Yeah.
0: Uh, do you, do you guys play uh, any cooperative games at all? If you tried that, <laughs>
4: that is a good.
0: <laughs> You'll be surprised to
2: to hear that Jekyll's not a fan of cooperative <laughs> games.
4: He's brought several to to our table, and um.
2: She she misses some of the the cutting edge of.
4: There was there was one games. pretty cool game, Spirit Island. Um. That unfortunately I did just sell to eBay because it's fun, but I don't think it has like, you know, it's a little bit like
2: Terra Mystica co op. It's almost like a little bit like co op Terra Mystica Spirit Island. But uh, yeah, Jekyll wants to, she wants to win and she wants to win on her own. Uh, So.
4: (laughs) (laughs) Do you like cooperative games?
0: I I like them more than you. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I I really like cooperative games. I think so do
4: I. It's a good idea. I'd
0: I'd like I'd like there to be more.
1: um,
4: Oh, which do you have one you recommend? Have you played Spirit Island? I I've played Spirit Island. Um, Yeah, I like Spirit Island a lot.
3: Um, I would say my favorite cooperative game so far has been Robinson Crusoe.
2: so painful
4: we played that oh you didn't like it oh i mean i mean the the draw of the game is that you're supposed to like in the playing of it experience firsthand what it's like to be shipwrecked on an island and i and i actually agree with that like it feels like you are fighting a losing battle the entire game right where like you take all this time and effort to like build a, a house with the shelter and you know with a roof and then the storm comes and like blows it to smithereens and um
2: then you build that. the roof again yeah. then the wind yeah. blows the roof off again yeah and
4: then you, you catch some food and then it, it rots and, and all this no it's pretty simple. <laughs>
2: it's possible that we're not doing the game justice but i'm pretty sure we characterized it accurately
3: um i mean that that is what it feels like but i okay the second time i played the game i feel like our group was doing way better then the first time we played the game um, because this, but you know, the second time we actually understood better what, like what strategy to use so that we weren't almost dying every turn. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> did you guys play it more than
4: once? <laughs> and played it a second time while rolling for me.
2: <laughs> she refused to play a second time. <laughs> At company.
4: I sat there and I watched the Olympics or something.
2: Yeah. And I, I would, uh, be like all right you're gonna do this she's like yeah yeah okay
3: <laughs> this might um, be getting too the- deep into robinson Crusoe's strategy but like <laughs> but my my favorite thing to do is to try to find a natural shelter tile and just stay there so that you're not getting like so that you're not taking damage every round
2: oh okay Uh (laughs) uh-huh so it's possible i think and there's different scenarios and we only did the one scenario and i've heard maybe the first one and i've heard it's maybe not the best one or it's surprisingly hard compared to the other ones so like maybe we it's possible we did not give it a fair chance but um
4: it might not suit us
2: it might not suit us yeah (laughs) oh well (laughs) But this, it, like, one thing that's kind of interesting is, that I've been thinking about is like, we are very wired to find a deep, complex game and then get really, really into it, right? Like, per basically, it's been Agricola and Terra Mystica. We've just like played many, many, many times. But it seems like a lot of the board game world, at least as far as I can see online, is all about amassing breadth, not depth. <laughs> like, mm. but, like, buying 200 board games and playing each one twice. And then all the, you know, board game content being about trying to get you to buy more new games. And I was always like, where's the like, where are the people obsessing over this one game? And I think that's partly what's been so exciting about the Terra Mystica, uh, Terra Mystica developments is like, oh, it's finally here. Like depth mm. in a, in a given board game where like you can actually like wrestle with things and play it many times. And, you know, people are excited about that instead of always chasing like the new thing.
0: Yeah, we we talked about that with Lumen a little bit. Yeah, the sort of depth versus breadth um, thing, and how yeah, a lot of the terror crowd who are at least a yeah in deep are probably more of the depth type of players. Oh, okay, um, sorry, but yeah, no, I th- I think it is. A, I think it is an interesting thing because because my point was actually I only want to do this with terror, and I don't really have the inclination or time to like try and get really deep into Agricola now like I'd much rather try more different things and be a bit wide but Terra I'm like all in on sort of a combination (laughs) of both you know
3: so it might be time to uh, move to the international clash questions
0: yeah 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 it was a while ago now but like how much did you both enjoy being in I guess worth saying that you were both on different teams um Jekyll you're in team Asia um, representing Japan, right, and fickles was on team USA um, so how did you both enjoy it in general
4: um i really i really, really enjoyed it um was quite intimidated i would i have to admit like when I first you know joined i guess um, I wasn't really planning on being part of the International Clash um, until Chris Bizzle actually, like, reached out to me and um, asked me if, I, if I'd if i want to. Um, and I hadn't really considered it just because I hadn't considered Team Asia because, um, you know, I do live in the U.S. and um, I for sure did not think that I would ever make it onto the U.S. team, but he was like, oh, well, is there any, another team that you could be a part of? I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess I could be part of Team Asia. Well,
2: I mean, you are a Japanese citizen. Yeah. So,
4: um, <laughs> so like but even that i was you know the the people even in team major like dfns um firex like i i didn't really count myself as being like in that caliber so i was um surprised to get voted in and then um even once i joined i was very intimidated but um like the ex- the experience of playing on a team was very fun and but tricky for me, I found, I found it very tricky just because um, I'm not used to like talking and listening and thinking about terror mystic. you know, cause I play mostly turn-based. So I like sit there and think for a long time in like complete silence. So um, to have that like going and like, like for us, there was like a lot, like Deep finesse is actually surprisingly very, very good at like talking about his thoughts. So he would, he would be talking and there'd be a lot of agreement, agreement, agreement. And I just like had trouble thinking for myself at first, um,
1: mm-hmm.
4: when there was that talking. So I had to like, after a couple practice rounds, like consciously be like, I, sometimes I might even need to mute them in order to like think for myself. And I have to like really make an effort to not just passively listen. Um, so that was like the main thing that I battled with, but it was really fun and great learning experience. Um, I think you've
2: gotten a lot better too, like through that. And I mean, you, I do think you often underestimate yourself and yeah, uh,
1: maybe.
2: so, but I think you were also relatively new to being like, oh, like 600. Like, yeah. and so you, I think you didn't quite realize how good you are, <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I think the international, yeah, the international class was very, it was very, very interesting. Um and I think that this, it's an interesting question, right? Like how to get value from, and to your point, um, like you want independent thoughts and then you like pull those and then try to take the best, right? Whereas if everyone's just like thinking along, if someone's talking out loud and everyone just starts thinking that way, there's not really that much value to having more um, brains there. Team USA was, so I was like, you know, I was in the set of Team USA players, but I wasn't one of like the main people because there was like a vote or something anyway. um, But uh, I would say like the vibes were really good in Team USA. Like we were definitely like having fun. Um, People were very, it was like, you know, egalitarian and people were like um, very inclusive. Um, That said, I think um, upon later hearing how uh, the other teams like really made plans for how to coordinate. Yeah, they divvied I, up roles. <laughs> I think we maybe erred on the side of like low-key, like, you know, let's just trust that we're awesome. And I'm not I'm <laughs> absolutely not pointing the fingers at anyone in particular. I think the whole, like, the whole vibe of the team is like, well, we're all pretty amazing. Like, you know... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just like enjoy this and like in in like in a very nice way and get to know each other. and it was like fun being on the calls together. It was very, very fun. But then when we kind of heard, uh, then we I think it was almost and yeah, Canada. and it was almost too late then when you get to the final to try to turn that on mm-hmm. um but it was it was a lot of fun, like meeting those folks and getting to know them and like, you know, i it was it was definitely good vibes.
4: I kind of like really want um I, I don't think that everybody is aware of like. The way deep finesse plays and how ridiculously fast he like shoots things out like his the way mm. he's, like we could do this or we could do that if, if we're gonna do this then we need this many things and then in order to get that we need to pass for this scroll like this turn and our, or whatever like it would just be like you know just so fast and i'm like hold on i like i will get there but um let me think this through <laughs>
0: Yeah, the the time I noticed that is when he does the cast, right? Is and he's following the way he can follow all four players and like know what they're doing, why they're doing it, what they're likely to do next for all four teams, like while also like you say talking about it out loud on a yes. on a broadcast is truly incredible. It's, like especially with him, I'm impressed by everyone who does it and will. To the fact that you guys were doing it as well, but yeah, especially with Deep Finesse, that's where I really notice. Like, okay, this guy, he's got something. <laughs>
2: the mystery to me is every once in a while I see Team Asia, the Team Asia account, like spectating <laughs> games, and it's always this funny guess, it's like because they all have access to it. So you're like, who's who's in the randomly on the Team Asia account, like watching? And it's just the kind of like unspoken camaraderie that's remained. That is a lot of fun.
4: I think that's <laughs> mostly Firex. That would be my guess.
2: Might be, I don't know, yeah. I mean, Team USA remain, despite our poor finish in the tournament, remains extremely proud. And you'll be surprised to hear that we're somehow extremely confident still in our own capacity. (laughs) I mean, yeah, well, when
0: Rania was on, he still thinks that you were the best team. <laughs> uh, I,
2: which I, f- I find hard to argue against that. But that's a well, you know what? Let's not go into that.
0: He's like, we're the best. There weren't enough games. There's too high variance. Don't worry, we're the best. <laughs> yeah. I'm I'm slightly exaggerating the way he said. it.
3: <laughs> was it fun being on opposing teams, um, or was it? was it pretty competitive as though you were playing against
4: each other as individuals? Be coordinated so that Fickles was never playing when I was playing.
2: Yeah, I, I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't want to be playing against her. So I didn't play, I, like, I, I played in the, the um, game where, like, Asia was on a bye week, mm-hmm. for example, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> How many games did you play, Fickles, in the end? I, I only played one, if I remember correctly, and I think I casted two. I can't remember exactly now, but I, I was like, you know, I wasn't on the, I wasn't voted on to the main team. So I was an alternate.
3: Yeah, you, you did cast two games. Yeah. Okay.
0: Okay. Which was, I, one of my favorite moments of the whole thing was in like the post show. I think you were interviewing Canada and you were talking to them and then jekyll just came on shot and like put an ear on in one of the headphones and like congratulated them as well after after just finishing the game with team asia it was such a nice moment and she was just like well done guys and like chatted away to danny or whoever it was
2: (laughs) yeah it is it is funny that we're like we like it's it is weird like sometimes we're not talking to each other in real life and then like I'll hear about something through chat or something about Jekyll like you know in, in during in the chat of a game or something like Jekyll was informing that she's playing on open table that night and I was like oh interesting that's news to me <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: um yeah it's it's nice power couple like i said power couple <laughs> and you've got matching t-shirts right i forgot to say that but yeah
4: <laughs> yes well now we have two sets because we also have engineer and i have my alchemist well he's referring to that he's oh, ref- oh he's i thought you were referring yeah. to the team usa shirts
2: we got well yeah oh, i got a team usa shirt they misprinted the team usa shirts which maybe was a bad omen in retrospect <laughs> um but they misprinted the t- the team usa shirts, so then they sent us corrected ones so jekyll also has a, has a secondary but then we also got um jekyll has an alchemist t-shirt and i've got an ng's t-shirt mostly because i like i really really like the ng's um sunglasses huge fan
4: sunglasses
2: well those green glasses that the ng's wear
0: the sort of goggles yeah yeah. goggles
2: Goggles. i'm I'm looking for those in real life
0: as as, yeah it's it's it is quite funny that one of the factions is just engineers as like um I guess I'm technically an engineer by trade it's funny that those are like an engineer is like a mystical faction in this magical game looks like witches and stuff you sort of just accept it but when sometimes when you think about it like, oh yeah engineers these weird creatures with goggles <laughs> <laughs> yeah
2: witches mermaids lawyers right? <laughs> like, <literally> <laughs>
3: If there were other professions that were terroristic affections, factions, what would they be?
2: That's yeah, a good question.
3: <laughs>
4: judges?
2: judges. Judges more
4: one, than yeah. lawyers. Like judges is pretty good. Judges though. You have scales or something.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, like yeah, and they would be into like justice and balance or something. Mm-hmm.
3: Mm. Well, what about the zookeepers? <laughs> this zookeepers. <laughs> <Hey. laughs>
2: Oh my gosh, Lizzie the (laughs) llama strikes again.
3: (laughs) They they can just bring along their entire zoo every time they colonize a new hex, and that could be an advantage somehow.
0: But do you get, like, elephants in Terra Mystica, or do they have, like, unicorns or something? I don't know.
3: Ooh
2: let's workshop this a little more before i don't i'm not sure these ideas are fully ready for for podcast uh, for
0: the 20th anniversary edition
1: <laughs>
0: um but yeah you you mentioned um doing the casts and yeah especially for you Jekyll. cuz like you said um you play more turn based and you did that really great video of your i really like your turn based um the series of games you have with Simon Bay, Bitchigoa, and uh is it Melison you play with as well?
4: Melison, yes.
0: Because those seem like weird sort of skunkworks games where you're all doing like slightly mad stuff and like pushing the boundaries yes. of Terra Mystica. And then you made that video on Zoras's channel for it.
4: Um Yeah, um you're right. Like for some reason, like Bisa like Simone B was saying that if Bisa chooses like halflings, then Oren and like and like dwarves have to follow or something like that. Like in our table, as soon as like one of the lesser factions are put in, like it's just like the cascading effects of that are it's going to be messy. It's going to be an ugly color wheel, um, and yeah, it's it's always very interesting. And recently, like for some reason, Bisa will put in halflings for every single game because. I guess he just he really like wants to avoid... Yeah, cultists. So I was like, you know yeah. what? We can just agree as a table to not put in cultists. It's like, <laughs> We're all friends.
2: We can also just talk to each other and say, don't put in cultists. And he's like,
4: oh, really? Okay, yeah. And then the next game, he put in halflings again. I'm like, but oh, we not <laughs> <just> agree, dude.
0: <laughs> um, so yeah, you, you yeah, that video is well worth the watch. It's really interesting. Um, but yeah, be, coming from like... Turn-based and then doing it live on a cast. How how did you find that? I mean, you came across very well, and I think you were with Deep Finesse on that.
4: I was with Deep Finesse. Um, You know, I watch a lot of games live, so like it was like following it wasn't hard for me, but um, talking about it is was still hard Mm. for
1: me. Mm.
4: Like talking, listening to Deep Finesse, going a mile, you know, a mile a minute, and um, like keeping up with like talk. Yeah. Just the translating from like my thoughts to like speech is I guess harder for me than most maybe. Well,
2: I think, I think it's while listening. I mean, that's, that's, it's yeah. very difficult to listen to someone else talking, right? Cause I think good casting, you're in conversation with someone mm-hmm. else. Yeah, right? you're a
4: very natural caster.
2: Well, I think I, 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 could do a better job following the game. One thing I realized is the way my screen set up is like the, the, um, the 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 list of recent actions was actually down below as opposed to up next to it so I always have a hard time seeing both the board and the the list of actions but um but
0: yeah well Bizzle's easy easy
2: to have a conversation <laughs> with so um
0: yeah I think sometimes people there are a few moments I remember this Jekyll where uh, Deep Finesse would say something. but you would like you would pause a a little bit and and think it through but it and I'm sure in the moment it feels like you're pausing forever but I think sometimes the temptation is to just speak and blurt something out but when you it's good when people when you see the sort of the the pro players in the cast sort of actually thinking about it and considering it and and like really working it through so that's not a question that's just a compliment I guess I I like the way you (laughs) you do it
3: (laughs) Um, you know, Jekyll, it's interesting that you say that it was hard for you to start speaking about the game because whenever, uh, you know, in, in like the later games of the International Clash, I would often kind of drop into the Team Asia um, Zoom and just kind of mm-hmm. listen in on what you guys were saying. And it often seemed to me like you were leading the group. Um, it, of, like, it often seemed to me like you were sort of taking charge and saying, okay, guys, we need to make a decision now about this. Um, So maybe you didn't start off that way, but it seemed like you really grew into it.
4: Okay. um, Well, thank you. I I guess I don't recall it being like that, but... It was um, probably
2: especially the game you piloted.
4: Probably, yes.
2: Because your team also, you guys went digging mermaids, which is like one of uh, Jekyll's Jekyll's specialties, is playing digging mermaids. I did. I
4: was very excited about that, and (laughs) Zinesk was... You know, he he dived right in and and went along and was like, okay, we'll do this. And and, um, was very supportive. So that was that was great.
0: Right. Should we do these these couple questions, Lizzie? Oh, yeah. (laughs) What's this called? Is this a TV show? Where have we copied this from? Basically, you have to uh, you have to answer the other person's answer. I'm not explaining that very well.
3: It's, <laughs> oh, okay. So it's, 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 there are a couple of questions where we ask, uh, Jekyll, we'll ask you some things about what Fickles' like, favorite faction is and stuff like that. Okay. Um,
1: okay.
3: And I guess we have to see if you get it right. <laughs> the
0: first question is, and maybe the T-shirts uh, hint that they've thought about this before, but the first question is favorite faction. Right. Can, can can
2: we make it the, the faction that I have a soft spot for?
4: No, we don't have to qualify. Just favorite. Like faction. that's kind of.
0: Okay. It's not. Yeah, it's yeah. not necessarily the one that you've like statistically played the most.
1: Right. I'm not no, no. thinking
0: like yeah. that. I'm okay, thinking like the one that you. Yeah. You have an affinity for exactly. And uh, and it's the same question for both of you. So both of you think about your answer. Okay. Uh, right. For the other person. is so- giants. Oh, straight in.
3: Is that, is that
1: correct?
0: Ah, uh, I, I said mermaids.
1: Oh. <laughs> I,
2: I, so first of all, I'm, I'm also worried about our probability of divorce here. Um, <laughs>
0: <laughs> you can't lie and say she was right. If that's what you I would
2: saying. say gi- giants are one that I do think I'm, I'm better than average at. Mermaids are the one that I always bid too much for and I can never win with them, but I play them all the time. It's really bad. Um, that's why I was thinking more like so- I have a soft spot for mermaids. I never bid them enough and I'm playing them way too often. Or I always no, actually, bid them too much.
4: Maybe, maybe your favorite Alchemist.
2: Oh, yeah. I don't know. Um, for Jekyll, I would. Okay, say- hold on. One you have an affinity for relative to other people, I, 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 I think I would say Orin.
4: And I would agree.
2: Okay. <laughs> So I think I I think this establishes that I love her more than she loves me.
0: Is that good? I don't know know who wins in that
2: situation. (laughs) All right. What's the next question? Uh,
1: The
3: next, the next one is a favorite map setting. Um, So let's start with Fickle. What is Fickle's favorite map setting?
4: Yes. I'm going to say lakes with landscapes.
2: I do like lakes with landscapes. I said base map with landscapes. Oh. I'm, a, I, I'm a landscape. I like landscapes. It makes some of the worst factions more viable, which I appreciate. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I was close on that one, but I went base with, with landscapes.
0: Okay. Mm-hmm. Half, half points again. Half points for the <laughs>
4: For you. Hold on, hold
3: on. All right. Now we're doing Jekyll's favorite map setting
0: she's farming
2: her okay. opinion. I think I have one. Yes. This is this is quite fun. This this is more fun this than is, I thought. This be. is fun. Um I'll go I maybe fjords with landscapes.
4: I was going to say lakes with landscapes. Well, oh, but gosh. I, but fjords mm. is pretty close. They're oh. They're pretty
2: similar. All right. Half you point. might have to give us an easier one.
4: <laughs> no, that, I'm,
0: I'm I'm impressed you've done well. You've both got you're on one one and a half points. Okay. And then the final one is favorite Econ favorite.
3: You know, maybe we shouldn't keep score between these two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> mm.
3: This is just right, a cool. fun, casual game. It
0: is, yeah,
4: I can, no, it I doesn't can. matter. You can get Jekyll's. <laughs> yeah, this is air two. Yeah, I've gone on air to that thing. She day.
2: likes, she likes air two. Yeah, that's true. That's on record <laughs> in here or in video.
0: Because yeah, it was on the video. So if you got <laughs> that one wrong, that was that was a major <laughs> that's a major trap. <laughs> if you didn't get that one wrong.
4: <laughs> i think fickles is probably fire one yeah fire yeah, one fire one
0: yeah yeah i'm a-, a fire one guy
4: all right we're we're ending
3: uh ending on a good note here <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> i'm impressed you got the favorite titles quite that's good yeah i like that well played <laughs> well played
3: very good <laughs> so i actually have some questions that i made up myself um and I actually want to ask these about, uh, for you, Jekyll, um, about sort of... So, obviously, Terra Mystica is, like, a very male-dominated game. Um, and so I'm, I do have some questions about, like, your experience about, obviously, being a woman in this, like, very male-dominated game. And, and obviously, uh, also in the, just with the wider world of strategy games in general can also be pretty male-dominated. So, yeah, I just have some questions about that.
4: Um, yeah. Oh, do you have a specific one, or should I just talk about my experience?
3: Um, yeah, I mean, I guess if you have something you want to say already, go go for it, and then I can ask more specific questions.
4: Okay. Yeah, I would say like you know, before coming onto BGA and playing Armistica um, through BGA, I hadn't really like maybe we went to a couple meetups where we played like people who weren't friends like uh, for the most part we just play friends so I don't really experience this you know the male female like anything like that um but w- with like meetups I did occasionally have you know some guy who would like I'm learning a game for the first time and and they're probably more experienced with it and they would kind of complain about about like a move that I did that helped somebody else or something like that but like I don't know that's that's i think poor form at a meetup like who who really cares about <laughs> the outcome there um and as far as like bga goes i haven't really experienced it but i will say that like when i first joined i didn't put um my gender on my profile like when i was you know a low you know 2 300 level player um didn't feel comfortable like showcasing the fact that I was a female player. And once I think like, you know, I was like, am I ready yet? Like, is it, is it time yet? And I think when I th- hit like 400 is when I was like, I think I can like proudly display the fact that I'm female and like one, not be afraid of like some guys, I'm misogynistic guy, like coming after me for no reason, or like talking down to me and telling me that, you know, something that I did was was bad or stupid or whatever. So um, once like I felt confident enough, I was like, I think that I have a responsibility to put that I'm a female. So, So that is one thing. I wonder if other like female players have that experience too, where they're like not quite comfortable like displaying that until they're good.
3: Yeah, that's a really good point. Cause it almost like it, it makes you feel like you have to, like, represent your gender hmm. in, 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 like, a good way.
4: Um, right, right. I don't want to be, like the, like, the not very experienced player, the low ELO player who's, like, a girl at the table and they're, like, oh, well, she's a girl. So that's why, like, she's, you know, <laughs> playing suboptimally or playing poorly or whatever.
3: Right, right. Like, you, like yeah, like, you don't want to play into these sexist stereotypes. hmm Um, yeah, like, so actually the first question, the first specific question I had was, have sexist stereotypes about female players not being good at strategy games ever, like, made you feel the need to combat those stereotypes, or make you feel like you needed
4: to prove yourself? I'm not, I wasn't, even like, so going back to the international clash, I wasn't like, trying to play in it, or, you know, I, I don't feel the need to be like, publicly known. But like when we we would watch the int- the fire to open as a family, like we would actually sit down and watch it with my two younger daughters too, and they would be like, "Why are they all he's? Like, why are they all man's? You know, they're like my younger. like three years old. Yeah, she's three like, and five. Like, like, at they're the time. all he's. Like, where are mm. the ladies? I'm like, yeah, that's a good point. I don't know. I don't know why. And um, <laughs> and um, so once Bizzle reached out to me, I I did feel like you know, for, for my daughters even, I would like to have a female like be in the Mystica community and like visibly there. Um, and one funny thing is my younger daughter, she like, for some reason, loved the international like players profile page. Like, you know, the, for the voting, there's like a page mm-hmm. where like everybody's pictures and like their, I don't know, little blurb was on and she would want to see it like every day, multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> I would have to, like, run down the list and be like, that's Bisagoa. that's Bowser Hugs, like, there's their Cube, And then, like, at the very bottom, like, I would be there. And she's like, and that's, I'm like, who's that? And she's like, "Jackal." <laughs> oh. <laughs> that's that's
1: cool. great. That's so Your cool. The kids
2: know a surprising amount about, <laughs> like, the Terra Mystica culture. Like, they recognize a lot of players' avatars at this point. It's pretty ridiculous.
3: <laughs>
0: that's brilliant.
3: It's funny though, because I had the same reaction when I started watching Fire 2. I was thinking, oh, like most of them are dudes. And then I was like, no, they're all dudes. Like all of them. (laughs) I was like, man, where are the ladies at? Like, I don't know. I was was really happy to see that you had, um, like, put, uh, you know, been up for for a vote in the international clash. I was like, yes, like, let's get a woman in here.
4: Yeah, so then, you know, I tried um, to qualify for the Fire 2 Open, too, and played pretty abysmally that first, um, like, when I, that first qualification that I did. And I felt, I think, probably worse than a lot of the other players for not qualifying because, well, I mean, I guess I, I shouldn't I shouldn't assume, but, like, I felt really bad because, um, like, I was also now, like the top ranked female that didn't make it right
3: yeah i felt yeah.
4: bad like, because i performed poorly but then i also felt bad for like not having made it you know as yeah. a female yeah.
3: and it's it sad because that's, that's just like... on me <laughs> well
4: it, no, no but it's, it's not su- like
3: it, it's like there's there's all this pressure on you because of of the fact that there aren't many women like because obviously i mean i know that it feels like you're putting pressure on yourself but mm. i also think that this is like society putting pressure on you um to like because you, you can't just be any other player because you have to you're, you're like the female player and I know it like I know what you're saying like it feels like you haven't like represented women or something even though that's completely unfair to like put yeah, on yourself and, or
4: maybe I felt like oh here's like a female player who's supposedly strong but here she is like crumbling under pressure or like couldn't perform when it counted like which can be like a, a stereotype, right?
3: Yeah, it's definitely like, like a horrible stereotype. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Mm-hmm. Of course,
2: like Fire 2 qualifying is pretty helter-skelter. Yeah, and tons yeah. of, like, I didn't qualify either, Logos. Lots of people are like, you know, it's just like these crazy, like, mishmash five-player game, 4 play. you know, like, you're supposed to play these all these games back-to-back. It's just very, very helter-skelter. It's, go- it's good, but, it you know, it, it is a bit crazy. Back to the question. I mean, you, you have experienced... I I, I think I think l- players, maybe particularly players lower rated than you, don't love... It. I'm surprised how they res- react to her. Um, and I, they, they kind of like... They're a bit condescending to you, in Not my opinion. Once. I don't know. It bothered... Yeah, like in a way that I don't think they would say to other people rated as highly as you like dudes I just don't I think there would be way more deferential and to you they're like Meh, like kind of
3: what what did they say if you don't mind me asking
4: so this is kind of a recent thing that happened where um basically there was a game um and in the very last round a player who was fourth like when I did the math it was very clear that they were in fourth and I thought that I was winning I thought I was going to get first and they um, they dug one of my hexes at the expense. Like, it was a dwelling round, um, and they, they had ha- Earth One, and they could have, instead of building two dwellings as NGs, instead they dug one of my hexes. Um, they double dug. And, like, it didn't help them at all.
2: In fact, it hurt them. And it really hurt you.
4: Yeah, So it, and it made me, basically, it should have made me third. Um, and I... I pointed that out and I, you know, expressed my displeasure. And Mm -hmm. um, basically he wrote back, like, why are you so upset all the time? Um, Just try to have fun. And this is like a 200-level player with like maybe 20 games under his belt telling me like, you know, a 600-level player that I need to learn to have fun.
2: It's in an arena game too.
4: It's very, like he... I felt very patronized and I just, you know, it didn't sit well with me at all. I was stewing for like two days about it. And then basically I came to the realization that it was like a very sexist thing for him to say to me, like, as if I was super like throwing a hissy fit or something. Like, why are you so upset? Like that's sexist, right? Lizzie? Oh, very
3: sexist. Of course. I mean, it's, okay. it's this, it's this like sexist stereotype about women
4: being emotional um, yeah. And then, then, like, I just was thinking, like, if, if I were a male player, like, first of all, would he say that? Like, would he say, why are you so upset? Like, learn to have fun? Or would he be like, yeah, sorry, like, I'm still learning, like, didn't mean to mess it up, whatever. Mm. Right I mean,
2: honestly, I've seen this happen to many top rated players, and they're so much more deferential. and they're like, "Oh, you know, sorry, still learning, right? But they aren't like now it's like, oh, talking down to to the top rated players saying, "Well, j- j- chill out, learn to have fun. Like, you know, yeah, yeah. that tone it's is great. very
4: then, like yeah. the other one of the other players was like, yeah, like, you know, if you're le- if you're playing for fun, then you can't complain every time like somebody does like something suboptimal." which is like first of all he dug my hex and like i i have no right to complain about that like what i'm just supposed to sit back and take it and then after he says that to me to like like why am i so upset all the time i i get reprimanded for like yeah the sticking other sticking up for myself
2: the other two dudes kind of piled on it was it was unfortunate uh. it was it was pretty and it's the kind of thing that in some ways you can you can say it if you can You can say it and and be like, Oh, it's just a thing that happened. But on the other hand, like, this is the kind of stuff that like gets under your skin and sticks with you for like,
4: yeah, it's, it's very subtle sexism that like, I think, you know, in our, our society, like we've lived with it, like all our lives so that like, you just kind of gloss over it and it doesn't really register. But if you are actively like aware of these problems and looking for it, then you, you hear it (laughs) and maybe you wouldn't otherwise
3: and it's like just part of this pattern of not legitimizing like women's experiences i feel like you know it's mm-hmm. it's it's sort of like trying to downplay emotions that everyone feels and like obviously w- you know whatever you said you had a right to say and i don't think they would have like reacted like that i don't think they would have downplayed it if it if it had been like nerdcube for instance who had said something right. like that right mm-hmm.
2: Yeah, that, that I think that and I think what's really like doubly unfair about this is once you're put in that position where they're like, you know, unfairly condescending, it's like lose lose for you, right? Yeah, like, I can't
4: sit there and be like, you're being sexist on yeah. my feet.
2: So it, either you're taking it and like and, and sort of affirming it, you know, by omission or you're like escalating
0: it and they're like, whoa, whoa, what's the big deal, mm-hmm. right? And it's like you right. once you're put in the
2: position, you it's
0: like lose lose. And then stuff like that is maybe then why you only see dudes in fire to open (laughs) is like it's, it's a small, well, I don't want to downplay it, but you know, in the scheme of things, maybe it's a isolated small incident, but a lot of those happening to people is maybe why then they don't carry on and then they don't, you don't see them at the top level. I don't know.
4: mean like if there were a table with like three girls and a guy like there's no way the low level like the 200 level like guy would talk to the the highest level player there like there's no way he would be like like why are you so upset
2: all the time yeah Yeah. Yeah. that's interesting
3: um and it, it sounds like i mean the fact that the other guys piled on
4: is just terrible
3: um
2: Again, it was subtle, but it annoyed yeah. the shit out of me after yeah, the fact. It, Excuse my language.
4: Like one of the guys was like, "Yeah, like maybe you shouldn't pick on like the 200 level player like, you know, it's it's a very complicated game and um whatever. Like maybe like he maybe he did think he was doing something optimal." Um
2: Says the guy who benefited yeah, from the Yeah, the
4: guy that ended up winning. Um <laughs> which it was fine. I was like, "Okay, he has a point. Like maybe it's too much to ask." of him to like see that that wasn't going to help him at all um and then but then yeah the the other guy being like yeah like you have to like not complain if you're playing for fun is unwarranted and like just unnecessary definitely definitely yeah because I think like you know if he'd been an ally like what would he say he would be like hey like maybe she was a little harsh but like you know, she's not upset all the time. She's just annoyed that you like royally screwed her and like for no reason. And she doesn't need lessons from you on how to like play for fun. <laughs> like she's right. good at this game. Yeah. So basically, well, so I, 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 when I when he first did the move, when he first whatever double dug my my yellow, I was I said some things and then he, nobody responded, so it just sat there in the chat window for like. Two weeks this was like the longest game ever so maybe he would open the game every day or whatever and he would see somebody's he's like <laughs> chastising him and he's just getting like annoyed he's like "Oh, she's still mad at me she's still mad at me <laughs> who does
0: she think she is from like my point of view is that, the, is that like the best thing to do in that case is try and be an, an ally and sort of yeah just Mention yes. that you know.
4: Yes, if you, I mean, if you see, like, you know, if, when you're on the receiving end of sexism, you can't really point it out. You can't be like, "You're being sexist towards me," because that's just going to backfire. So, but if like a guy player, then or even a girl player, will point it out. That that is that is the best thing that you can do. Definitely. <clears throat> I mean, any anyone who's listening to this.
3: If you notice anyone doing something like that, say, you know, say something against it. I mean, it doesn't have to be some huge thing to say, but just some, you know, just something to like, like, let, like, let the woman know that you're on her side. You know, it doesn't have to be anything big,
4: but just something small. Mm -hmm. And you can even be like, yeah, like, maybe, maybe you did think that was optimal. Maybe you weren't trying to go after her, but like, you shouldn't, but that's still not acceptable to say.
2: Like, come on, yeah. man. If a guy said the exact same thing, you wouldn't respond that way.
4: Yeah
0: just, point, yeah, just point it out and, yeah, show support. That's, yeah, that's a good thing to take from it. Yeah,
3: exactly. Show support. Um, so another, another question that I have about this is, do you have any stories of men underestimating you?
4: And then maybe you, like, kicking their ass? <laughs> um. Like, in live play, I think that has happened a few times. I will say that with BGA, it's I really like having my ELO displayed because, like, there's no line. I mean, besides, like, the fact the that ELO play. is, like, a, you know, fluctuating number and everybody says it's just a number, but it is, like, representative of something. And, like, mm-hmm. the fact that it's, like, announcing me, basically, like, like don't mess with me. Like, I can, like, handle this game. Um and like, on average, probably perform pretty well. So like, I, I do really like having that on there. Cause you know, if I'm playing live and, and playing somebody for the first time, like there's no way that they know that. And I, I would basically have to sit through a game if there's like a sexist guy, I would have to sit through the game and wait until the, you know, the scores are tallied to actually um, prove that like, I know how to play. Um, with, that did happen one time so, with Agricola. I
2: have a, I have a scheme. Post-COVID, I want to organize a uh, ter- local Terra Mystica tournament for money. <laughs> and I want Jekyll to just hustle everybody. Um,
4: <laughs> I mean, it'll just be the two of us playing them. the
2: final. No, no, there, there's other people. No, I won't play. I won't play. I'll be the organizer. And it'll be like all the guys in. It's like, ah, $20 a person. Come on in. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> And uh, they'll be like, you know, all excited, like, oh, I got the girl. Easy peasy. <laughs> <laughs> be a quick, you know, quick five hundred bucks for you.
4: Wow, that's a lot of termiscal players.
2: I think we can scrounge up.
4: Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know about that. We don't live in like a city. We live in small town USA.
1: Hmm.
2: I'm persuasive. <laughs>
3: If, uh, just make sure that they don't realize that uh, Jekyll is is like part of the organizing team. They should, just, think, they should <laughs> yeah. just make sure to think that she's just one of the random players that showed up. She just walks in, up. yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> through the door. Oh, what's this game?
2: You can't wear your alchemist shirt. <laughs> oh, that's true.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What's oh, what's this game? Oh, hmm. I'll give yeah, it a exactly. try.
2: Exactly. I wanted to. Yeah. <laughs> How does it work?
3: (laughs) Jekyll, so going back to what you were saying about, um, like, wanting to do well in the qualifiers, um, that kind of reminds me of, like, when I was, when I would go to a board game club um, in my, at my university. Um, Because the first, probably, like, the first several months that I would go to this board game club, and it was, like, definitely almost all guys. I definitely felt the need to play well like I definitely felt this pressure that if I didn't play well at these games at this club then I would be like legitimizing the stereotypes about like women players not being able to play well um so I completely understand where you're coming from I think that it's it maybe it's like a pretty universal thing for for female players and it's sad. I mean, I'm
4: sure it's something that holds women back from even playing in the first place. Like, unless you're playing with friends, like, why bother going through that experience?
3: Right. Like, if you're walking into a room that's for a board game club and you see that it's 90, 90 to 95% men, that right there could discourage you. So, yeah, I can see it. It could be like a, like a vicious cycle.
2: Yeah, there's some interesting research on this where like, like men, like when when, you know, they externally attribute failure, like when they fail, they're like, "Ah, I got unlucky or it's that guy's fault or like they just when they fail, they blame it on everything but themselves. And when they win, they, they try to take all the credit and don't acknowledge the external factors and that the research suggests women do that a lot less, if anything, do the opposite, which is. You know, when they win, their instinct is to, like, acknowledge the other factors that contributed to it. And when they lose, they take it very hard and, and like, yeah. internally attribute that much more than men do. Right. And you can see how that, you know, and I'm, I think that's very socialized by society. and um And you can see how that is not conducive to...
4: Yeah. Anytime I lose, I'm like, man, I suck at this game. Like I should just quit. I should never play again.
2: Yeah. And when I lose, I'm like, ah, that guy screwed me. That was their fault. I'm
4: so
1: amazing.
3: Yeah. Like, so um, th- this has got to be like a, a, like a society thing where I feel like girls are just socialized to think that way, you know, like, I don't, I don't know when these messages get to us, but they do. Um, About how, like, if, if, if we lose, it's our fault. Like, I, I what I'm saying is, th- I think this it's something about society that is producing this difference. Like, I guess is what I'm trying to say. Like, that it's not biology.
2: For sure. For sure. Absolutely. And then, like, we're, you know, parents of two young girls. And it's so funny now. As a parent, it's hilarious to try to. It's like, okay, if you ever lose, it wasn't your fault. And if you ever win, it was entirely because of you.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's what I tell my kindergarten daughter (laughs) (laughs) it's it's like you say with your kids and they watch you know f2o and they only see dudes and that and that kind of just you know that's the sort of cycle so um yeah hopefully if we can change that cycle in some way and then it yeah you know it would take it's a problem it takes like generations to make change i guess but you know we can do small things that will start Writing the ship a little bit
3: yes i think we're all doing our part i mean jekyll you're obviously like just you being around and having like a 600 something elo like i think is probably encouraging for a lot of women
4: um i hope so um i did recently start a all-girl table um i think yeah yeah i found um with esilev husky 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 And um, um, Klein Klein, who's kind of like hasn't played as many games, but she's she's very good too. So um, I'm hoping that like I I kind of asked Weber if we could all go on his open table, and um, I'm hoping to drag them out there someday.
0: Oh, that'd be cool! Yeah,
4: look at this you're already like you're already making a difference.
3: (laughs) That is that's awesome.
2: Yeah, I'm super proud. I have, to, I, have, I have a hard time bottling it in. <laughs>
3: <laughs> oh, that's my girl. <laughs> well, this, this might be a good note to end the conversation on. Um, I, I do need to get going. So,
4: Well, thank you guys. Fun yeah, hanging it was, out. It was super fun.
3: Yeah, it was really great talking to you guys.
0: Much appreciated. Yeah, this is really fun. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. Take care.
1: All right. Talk to you guys later. <laughs> Bye.